Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I guess we are live, amen. Y'all saw me run back in this pulpit, amen. Listen, I am excited about today, amen. I thank God that you all have joined us on Facebook, on YouTube. Welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live in the building on today. I'm telling you, we are in for a special treat on today. We have our very own, our friend, our family, Minister Eric David Townsend will be here in praise and worship on this morning. I'm telling you, he's going to bring forth the anointing of, his, of the Holy Spirit through song on this morning. I'm just grateful to have people in the body of Christ that we can call friends. We appreciate, we love them. And we thank God for his fellowship. And anytime we call him, he's ready to come in and join us in worship. So we're grateful this morning for that experience that we're looking forward to on today. So listen, those of you all who are at home, begin to set the atmosphere. Those of you all in the building, if you've got two good legs, come on, let's stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. As we open up in prayer this morning, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your mercy, Father God. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, God, to come into your presence today, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your grace, for your love, for your kindness on today, Father God. And Lord, we just welcome your presence here today on today, Father God. That, Lord, we are yielded to you, Father, that you may have your way in this service, God. That, Lord, you may begin to touch, to heal, to deliver on today, Father God. That your Holy Spirit will move freely like never before. Lord, Father God. Lord, we need you this morning, God. We need your presence, Father God. We need your power and your anointing, God, to destroy yokes and remove burdens, Father God. And Lord, we come to magnify you this morning, God. We come to lift you up as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Father God. We adore you this morning, God. We magnify you this morning, God. We extol you on this morning, Father God. For Lord, you are our Lord. You are our Savior, God. You are our King on today, Father God. And we honor you this morning, God. We honor you for your grateful for your thank for your grace and your mercy God we honor you for your kindness on today Father God that Lord you will begin to release your love in this place God you will release your heart of compassion upon your people today Father God those who are standing in need on today Father God we ask that you minister to their needs Father God that you will open up doors for them Father God that you will minister to their spirits on today Father God Lord whatever we're standing in need of on today God you are all sufficient God you are all God encompassing on today Father God that you are able to fulfill and meet our needs on today Father God and Lord we love you Father we adore you Father we lift you up like never before Father God and we say thank you this morning God thank you Lord for keeping us Father God thank you for watching over us Father God thank you for giving us strength in our body God thank you Lord for clothing us in our right mind Father God thank you for the activities of our limbs Father God thank you for food on our table a roof over our Yes, Father God. We thank you for meeting our needs on today, Father God. And we come to bless your name this morning, God. We come to lift you up, Father God, and exalt you like never before, Father God. Bring forth your healing power, God, for those who are dealing with sickness, God. Those who are dealing with infirmity in their body, God. Begin to restore, God. Begin to revive on today, Father God. Any area where there's sickness on today, God. Depression, God. Mental illness, God. We speak life on today, Father God. That, Lord, you said in your word that by your stripes we are healed on today God and we believe your report God we believe the report of the Lord on today Father God that you are our strength God you are our healer on today Father God and we ask you to minister to us like never before Father God Lord touch Lord those who are even dealing with the coronavirus in this hour God we ask you to supernaturally go in God and to begin to remove everything that's connected to that virus God that you will free their body God that they will be free to worship God 
free to lift up their voice, Father God, to remove, God, any congestion, God, any shortness of breath, Father God, any symptoms related to the virus, God. You are supernaturally able to heal and deliver, Father God. We love you, Father God. We magnify your name, God, and we lift you up today, Father God. And Lord, we just come to praise you this morning, God. We come to worship you this morning, God. Come on, where are my worshipers at this morning? Where are my praisers at this morning? Let's lift them up as the sound begins to come. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy in this place. You're worthy in this place. We come to magnify you. We come to exalt you. We come to lift you up this morning for you're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be glorified. Oh, we're grateful this morning, God, for your presence, for your power on today, God. Have your way in this service today, God. Move by your power, God. Move by your spirit, God. As the sound comes to minister and usher in the presence of the Lord. Come on, let's give up, give up, let's give the Lord a hand praise. Hallelujah. Well, come on and magnify the Lord all over the room. Come on, we just warming up the mics for Minister Eric Townsend to come. Hallelujah. We just came to worship him. We just came to magnify him all over this place. For he is worthy to be praised. Father, we exalt you. We love you. Father, we glorify you. We make you large in this place, oh God. Father, we love you on today, oh God. As we celebrate 12 years of ministry, Father, we don't take it lightly on today. And we glorify your name, God. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Celebrate 12 years. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Listen, we're in a we're in a crazy season. Sit down for a second, just relax. Y'all know how I get around. This is an interesting season that we're in. my best to hold it together but I've been to four funerals in two weeks saying two of those on the same day at the same time if ever there was a need for a clone I needed one that day I sang at my buddy Jackson Left out the pulpit, went straight to the car, got to the other church to sing at Miss Peterson's. Left out of the pulpit, went back to my car, went back to Jack's so I could carry him to his final resting place. All in one day. And it's so amazing that that pastor's going to preach on never give up. Cuss up. Can we have a transparent moment? After that day, I got another call that a friend we grew up with died. And after that day, my mama called me and said she's got health issues. I mean, this season, it's one that if we ever needed to be reminded, and I, I, I hate to jump to your, to your text, brother. If we ever be reminded to never give up. We have a saying in our family, you know, Townsend Strong. I actually got a couple cousins in the house now. Love them dearly. Oftentimes didn't allow us to deal with the true issues that were on the table in hopes that we would just brush over and move to the next thing. But I want you to know in this season, God has encouragement for all of us. That his word is alive and well, and, and not just not just for churchisms shall we say weeping may endure for a night not just because it sounds good do we say the joy of the Lord is my strength not, not, not do we 
just say because what, that's what we're supposed to say is that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. Isn't it something that there's a theme to remind us that we can't do this on our own? So just for a moment, if we could, you know, singing is all nice and all, and I, you know, y'all, y'all know I love being with y'all, but, but in this season, God, God really needs and wants to hear your voices. Shame on us for spending post-pandemic in a pre-pandemic lifestyle. So don't wait for your favorite song. Don't wait for your favorite moment. Somebody has it worse off than you. My God. Yeah. And as long as you are breathing, you have an opportunity to give God what God alone is due. Why would you wait? Can we get back to the word? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. It goes on to say, look further down, oh magnify the Lord and let us exalt his name together. What did you bring with you this morning? So come on, just for a moment, I know I know you ain't used to it and it may not be comfortable uh, because we're so accustomed to everybody doing it for us and you go well I don't sing brother well, I ain't asking you to sing you shout at your kids don't you you shout at a ball game don't you you shout at the TV don't you you talk to your neighbor don't you and here's the misnomer there's no special way to talk to God just gotta talk so just for a moment close your eyes trust me I know nothing spooky is getting ready to happen don't make me feel like I got everything together closing your eyes keeps the focus where the focus belongs on him and him alone come on close your eyes just for a second Close your eyes and start to think about where you could have been. Or think about what he actually has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for every healthy child and every sick child that's still breathing. Every moment you were laid up in a hospital bed, every moment you were laying in your own bed. We say it, but, but does it really mean something? In everything, give thanks. In everything, come on. When you think, come on, think on, think on, think on, think on. Think on, think on, think on. Think on. 
Cinco. Come on, think on. Feel broken and broken and you're there to pick us up and remind us that we're whole. Oh my 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 savior redeemer. Oh my my savior redeemer of my soul. Oh, and I will not be silent. I will always worship you. Worship 
my worship say here's my worship all of my all of my worship father receive my all of my Father, he is my worship, all of my Father, receive my, yeah, all of my, stay right there. Oh, you walk with a limp. God promised you lost everything but God promised and all you're able to do is stand so I remind choose where you stand on God's promise listen you walk with a limp but God promised you lost everything but God promised all you're able to do is stand so I remind you choose where you stand on God's promise okay I don't have it but there's enough and I can't see it but still there's enough it doesn't add up so but you promise but God promised and for me that's enough <laughs> I don't have it but there's enough and I can't see it but still there's enough and it doesn't add up but you promised but God promised and for me that's enough you walk with a limp but God you lost everything, but God promised. And all you're able to do is stand. So I remind you, choose where you stand on God's promises. And I don't have it, but there's enough. And I can't see it, but still there's enough. It doesn't add up, but you promise.
the well. You chose to build your house in the desert. Still drink from the well. You wanted for seasons coming. You wanted for seasons for thirsty. But well.
since I ain't by myself in this moment, right? So whatever your distraction is, <laughs> whatever your season is, you, you fill in the blank. Time out for being uh, fake, phony, and, 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 and so plastic driven, so unreal that we miss moments to be true and transparent. There's a misnomer that because I have the mic, I have it all together. But can I tell you that most people that grab the mic are broken? Because God usually reminds the broken that they can be used. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so let's not, again, I gotta say this. Let's not be post-pandemic with a pre-pandemic mindset. Nobody that 
do you like Jesus, there's nobody that will take care of you when everybody else has left, when everything else around you has fallen apart. The only firm foundation that we have is the name of Jesus, and that's his promise.
and the promises and the things that he thinks towards you. He said, I'm pleased with your service, man of God. Keep honoring me. Keep serving me. Keep walking in the footsteps that I order for you. Oh, 
want you to know that I am yet real. I'm yet alive. I'm yet moving on your behalf. He said, I'm yet working things out. He said, so don't allow the enemy to confuse you anymore. To make you think that I am not concerned about you. That I don't have a place to be able to restore you. I hear the Holy Spirit. God said there's restoration that he wants to do. He said, because your spirit man has been attacked. Your spirit man has been attacked. This on Facebook and on YouTube and, and all that kind of carrying on. Ain't, ain't, ain't no setup here. This ain't one of them, 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 Lord have mercy, I won't say his name. One of them, you know, fresh waters. 
you know, you buy off the internet, you know, that God's going to use. That's not what this is. And, and I'm not going to tell his testimony. I'm going to let him do that. But when I tell you, you have not missed, sir, at all. When it comes to these two, I, man, listen, love y'all. Go on, go on, share what you're going to share. Thank you for the 
right. She has a interceded for me and vice versa. But uh, you, you have no idea None. what uh, has sparked today. That's what, that's what forever be on my heart. Brother, this, this brother here, man, growing up, seeing him, he's a man of God, and it, it, it showed me power and strength. And I appreciate you, brother. Sometimes all we need is a word that will take us over the place where we thought that you know what it wasn't no turning back it wasn't no 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 going forward but you just release some hope to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people I pray that this thing reaches that many people because you just release some hope you 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 said I'm going back I'm not gonna get vengeance. See, you all missed the testimony. Because yeah. see, a bitter, because bitterness yeah. would set in and say, I want revenge. He didn't, no, 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 no. No vengeance. He went back and said, I'm going to gain 400 years for some people that know they should not be in this amount of time in the system. And then God granted him to exceed that because why? He had a heart. And I'm here to let you know that I'm telling you, the seed that was sown, not knowing his, we don't know, I don't know about him before, never met him. But the seed that was sown, if you sowed into this man of God's life, I'm believing God that there was going to be supernatural increase for you. Because it's already upon his life because he's been through it. And God's restoring him and building things back up. Bids on buildings, doing various things because he's going to do what he, he's been called to do for the community, for the city of Joliet. So it's an honor to meet you. It's an honor to meet you. And I thank God for you all being here today, coming out and supporting us every day. Times, like you said, I, I didn't, we didn't have none of this at all. I, my back was turned. He said his cousin was in the house. I mean, you know, Joliet, everybody know everybody. So he could have been anybody in the, in the, in the I'm one of our members that he related to because that's just how Joliet is. Amen. But I'm grateful and honored that God moved today to encourage you. God bless you. Hey, y'all, you can have your seats up. I'm telling you. God is amazing. Yeah. That thing blessed my life. We didn't know what to expect, but God always shows up. 
<laughs> Come on, my baby's man. Never give up. Everything. It's a perfect example. And even in the message that I have to share, and I'm going to have to condense this and move real fast. But let's take our offering up real quick, and then we're going to get this word. Those of you all who are online, you can go to the internet, uh, go to our website, www.newcovncwc.com. You can give online. If you have the Easy Tide app, you can give on there. Uh, we are sowing toward our tithes and offering and our outreach 2021 as we're preparing, preparing to bless 10 veterans uh, coming up here in the next maybe a couple of months. I don't know what our particular date is, but it's coming up. Um, if you don't have those means, you can mail your seed, 2423 Glenwood Avenue, Joliet, Illinois, 60435. Amen. If you need an envelope, please raise your hand. Brother Terrence will supply you with an envelope. seat ready on my right please proceed to the rear um uh, show your seat real quick those of y'all on my right if your seat is prepared you can go to the rear and so those of you all on my left if you have your seat prepared you can go to the rear and so
Let's bless the offering. I want to share. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the seed that was sown today, God. Thank you for every tithe, every offering here, God. We pray that you release a 100-fold return upon every person that's sold today, God. And we just ask you to continue to meet the needs of this ministry, God, as we continue to go forth and do the work of the kingdom to build up your ministry, God. And we thank you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Listen, I'm telling you, God is faithful. Um, right here in the building, we sold into their life $346. But Minister Caesar, they rounded it up to $400 for the 40 years that he was supposed to get, but he only served 40 months. I'm telling you, God is amazing. I thank God for Minister Caesar, amen, and Sister Elsa, amen, and just sewing. Listen, real quick, I want you to get this real fast uh, today. Um, I'm in Acts chapter 27. Acts 27 in the New Living Translation. Give me 15 minutes and I'm going I'm to take my seat. I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this because some of you all should know this story. Um, but I want you to see the significance of never giving up. And what will happen along the way. Because the enemy will try time and time again to speak to you to give up. But you have to stand on what God has already promised you. You got to stand on what God has already spoken into your spirit, man. And you got to have the faith to believe it. And so here in Acts chapter 27, we see the Apostle Paul. Uh, he's on his journey to get to Rome to see Caesar. He's in prison. Uh, he's on this ship. And they're in the midst of various things that are going on the ship. They had to change and switch ships. And these particular winds and various things started to happen upon the waters. And uh, things started to look a little tumultuous. And they began to look difficult to be difficulty difficult as they were going to sail and they were on the waters and so uh as they were on the ship this particular storm arose and let's pick it up at verse 13 it says when a light wind began blowing from the south the sailors thought they could make it no 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 i don't, don't want to go right there i'm going to read this other part let's look at verse 10 there we go Matter of fact, let's do it verse 9. We had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. So here it is, verse 10. Men, he said, I believe there is trouble ahead if we go on. Shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. Here it is. They're on the sea and Paul has in his spirit as the Holy Spirit began to reveal to him. He said, I believe there is trouble ahead and we have to know and not allow the enemy to get us off course from our particular plan, our particular goal. When he begins to speak some things to know, that, you know what? There's trouble ahead. There's going to be shipwreck. Sometimes we got to yield to the instruction of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we got to listen and know when it is that we have to change course and change direction. He said, but the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain than the owner and, and the owner than to Paul. They didn't want to believe Paul. They didn't want to believe because he's a prisoner. They didn't they didn't trust where he was speaking from. They didn't trust that he had a relationship with God. And so they were in a position that they didn't believe and they trusted in the captain and the owner of the ship. And it says in uh, verse 12, and since Fair Havens was an exposed harbor, a poor place to spend the winter, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast of Crete and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and northwest exposure. So then in verse 13, when a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors, though they could thought they could make it. 
So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly. And when a wind, a wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship in the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. Listen, here it is, this particular wind, this northeaster hit the ship, and it began to now be thrown into these winds, being tossed and fro. And notice this, the sailors gave up. You cannot give up in the midst of trouble, in the midst of things getting off course, things becoming a little shaky, things becoming a little leery. You have a place where there's some unknown circumstances. You cannot give up just because the winds begin to blow, just because abruptly there's a northeaster. He was abruptly introduced to a 40-year sentence, but God allowed him to only spend 40 months. So you got to understand that some things will come unexpectedly. Some things will come at you to try to discourage you, to distract you, and to bring you to a place of hopelessness. But I'm here to encourage you. you got to believe what God has spoken to you, and you have to trust what God has ministered to your spirit. You can't allow what the outside influences say. You can't allow what your environment looks like to dictate to you, to make you think that, you know what, I have to give up now. Because if I give up now, I may not lose as much. But I'm here to let you know If you give up now You won't make it to the place Where you can be it on a YMCA building You won't make it to the place Where you can overcome the challenges And the circumstances And be able to help somebody else along the way So you gotta understand something Paul was standing on the word Not just for himself There were 276 people on the boat And these were in a position where I have to have faith for other people Because if I lose faith I'm gonna now not have the opportunity Where other people will see the glory of God being manifested and see, that's the type of faith he had because he said he helped over 1,200 prisoners. You got to understand his faith began to push the uh, push the thing upon other people's life so that they can be free. Yeah. So, in verse 16, when we sailed along the shelter side of the small island, cube, we're not going to read all that. Let's drop down to verse 20. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until it until at last all hope was gone. Listen to this. They were out. In this particular storm for 14 days No sun, no stars You can lose hope Can you imagine not seeing the sun for 14 days? Can you imagine the stars that light the sky at night? That it's so dark, it's so gloomy, it's so windy, it's so tumultuous on the sea that you cannot even see the stars You can't even begin to reflect, to think of You know, is there any glimmer of hope? And so they begin to lose hope. And they begin to think that, you know what, this is it. We're not going to be able to make it. But I'm here to encourage you that along your journey, somebody will come. God will raise up somebody that will encourage you along the way. And I thank God that God used us to encourage the man and woman of God today along the way. This is their opportunity to see the hand of God move and to begin to encourage and let them know, I haven't forgotten about you. So now in verse 21, no one had eaten for a long time. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. Ain't that something? How many times have we got into some stuff that we should have listened to God in the beginning? And we could have avoided ourselves a lot of heartache. We could have uh, uh, avoided a lot of pain and a lot of trauma if we would have listened to God in the beginning. He said, you would have avoided all this damage and loss. But look at verse 22. How is it the Apostle Paul, he's a prisoner just like these other people that's on this ship. 
But he has a mindset to not allow that to destroy his faith, to destroy his will, to keep going on. He, in the midst of all the darkness, he hasn't seen the sun just like everybody else. But he doesn't allow him not seeing the sun to begin to distract him or to pull his spirit man down. He looks beyond the natural. If you're never going to give up, you got to look beyond your natural circumstances. you got to look beyond what it looks like today. You have to begin to trust and believe the promise of God because that's what's going to give you the ability to move forward and go beyond the dark place of no sun, no stars, and it looks hopeless. But look at verse 22. The apostle Paul begins to speak. He says, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. Wait a minute now. How can you be so sure, Paul? How can I trust your words? You're a prisoner like I am. You're in the same situation I am. But you got to believe that God has spoken to Paul. And when you're in a place of darkness, anybody that comes to speak any type of hope, that's your opportunity to move to move into the place of believing. Because nobody else is speaking hope. Nobody else is trying to help encourage you. Nobody else is trying to help give you an opportunity to say, you know, we're going to live beyond this particular shipwreck. We're going to live past this place. you got to get around some people that will encourage you beyond your dry place. You can't just sit around folks that's going to meditate and begin to feed your dry place and feed your particular weary and misery. You got to begin to encourage that person. You got to begin to lift them up out of that dry place. You got to begin to let them see there is sunlight beyond this storm. There are some stars that are going to shine bright at night once again. You have to begin to surround yourself with some things that will lift up your spirit. Not be in a place to be around people that's going to keep pacifying your dry place, pacifying your pity party. Sometimes you got to get around some joy. You got to get around some life. You got to get around from people that hang around at graveyards all day long. You got to get around some joy, some praises, some worshipers, some people that have life in them that will encourage you. There is a promise that you will have enough, that you can succeed, that you will come out of this place. And so that's what the Apostle Paul, he became a cheerleader. He became an encourager. He became an exhorter. He said, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down. For last night, listen to this, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. How many of you know that God will send forth an angel? He'll send forth a word. He'll send forth somebody or something that will be a reference point to be able to encourage you to let you know you're going to make it out of this situation. And I need you to have your discernment intact because it can be the little baby that walks across the aisle in the grocery store and say, hey, how you doing? I like what you have on today. You look nice. You could have been depressed and did not like your outfit that day. But that baby came along and said, you look nice today. I like your outfit. And it will bring a smile to your face. You got to be open to hear what God's going to speak. And so the apostle Paul said, the angel of the Lord of whom I serve, he spoke to me and reassured me. I need to be able to hear God's voice so that I can understand clearly that he's going to supply my needs. He's going to bring me out of this dry place. He's going to bring me out of this storm. I have to trust him. Why? Because I can't give up. I got some place to be. I got a goal. I have a purpose. I have a destiny. He said, for last night, an angel of God, an angel of, of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me. So you got to know that you fellowshipping with some people that really serve the true and living God. And said, don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. Now, you got to understand something. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> because the apostle Paul has an assignment to see Caesar. Right. 
God's going to save everybody else. Because you being in a position that you have to get to a certain destiny, God has to now save other people. We, we say it all the time. Don't you know your job's still standing because you're there? Don't you know that people still, you're still being blessed. Your job still got opportunities because you're there. You're standing in position and God's concerned about you. He's concerned about your well-being. Don't you know that God opens up doors just because why? You're on the scene. Just because you have, uh, you're in that atmosphere. And so God will work things out. So he said, Paul, I, you got to get to see Caesar. He said, what's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. So God is not a respecter of person. He's compassionate and he's loving. He said, no matter, just because, it is, he said, God said, I'm not just about Paul. He said, I want everybody's life to be saved. Why? Because I want you all to see my glory. I want you to see the power that I possess. I want you to see that I can bring you up out of this storm. Why? Because I don't want you to give up. I want you to trust in me. I want you to believe in my power. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it in your own strength. I know you got a couple of zeros in the bank. I know you got some things saved up. I know you got some rainy day for us, but God will come in and he'll begin to do some things. Why? Because i got to change your course. i got to put you in another pathway. i got to take you another route. And that's what God will begin to do. As the man of God said, he said, I was in this position. I had millions. I had this. But God said, let me take you this route because I need you to touch more lives on this route than you would on that route. Oh my God. So you got to believe and trust God in the midst of how the process looks. i got to believe the promise. The process looks hard. The process looks like it's crushing you. The process looks like it's overwhelming and you can't take it. But I'm here to let you know the promise outweighs the process. Yeah. So take courage. Listen to, listen to Apostle Paul. Verse 25. He says, so take courage for I believe God. I need somebody in the midst of tragedy that's going to stand up and say, I believe God. See, when you get ready to give up and you think that, you know what, you, you don't have anything left, and you say, you know what, I should give up, I should throw in the towel, you got to say, I believe God. I believe God. When my children present something that's contrary to what I'm believing God for, I can't focus in on what they're presenting to me right now. I got to believe God that God is working out the process, that God is moving them toward their promise. And I know they got to go through some things. They got to go through some circumstances in order for them to see the hand of God move in their life. So he said, so take courage for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on the island. Paul said, listen, it's going to be just as God said. We're going to be shipwrecked on an island. Now, how did Paul, the Lord even showed me he was going to be shipwrecked on an island. In verse 27, about midnight on the 14th night of the storm, as we were being driven across the sea of Adria, the sailors since land was near. Drop down verse 29. At this rate, they were afraid. We would soon be driven against the rocks along the shore. So they threw out four anchors from the back of the ship and prayed for daylight. Oh, my God. Once you have tried everything else and nothing else seemed to work, they said they prayed for daylight. Because it's been 14 days. We haven't seen no sunlight. We haven't seen even the stars at night that guide the nighttime light. He said they prayed for daylight. In verse 30, the sailors tried to abandon the ship. They lowered the lifeboat as though they were going to put all, put out anchors from the front of the ship. But Paul said to the commanding officer and the soldier, you will all die unless the sailors stay aboard. 
So the soldiers cut the ropes to the lifeboat and let it drift away. At this point, they're trusting and believing what Paul says because they don't have any other means to be able to stand on because Paul, from this point, he's already shown what he's been saying has been true. And so now they can trust the word. You got to begin to trust what God has spoken to you, even some things that has been prophesied to you. You got to be able to hold on to the word and to begin to believe God. He said in verse 33, just as day was dawning, Paul urged everyone to eat. You have been so worried that you haven't touched food for two weeks, he said. Two weeks, they ate. They've been worried, distressed. How many times you been in that situation? It ain't been two weeks, though. You... <laughs> A couple of hours. <laughs> but, 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 but they had they had given up, they hadn't eaten. He said, verse 34, listen to this. He said, please eat something now for your own good. For not a hair of your heads will perish. Paul continues to encourage them not to give up. He said, not a hair on your heads will perish. Then he took some bread and gave thanks to God before them all and broke off a piece and ate it. He said, then everyone was encouraged and began to eat. I mean, isn't that a blessing? How is it? How, how amazing is that? The fellowship of food will change your attitude. Isn't it a blessing that the fellowship of food will begin to bring you encouragement that you can sit around? He said, when they ate, they said, then everyone was encouraged and began to eat. And it says, all 276 of us who were on board. After eating, the crew lightened the ship further by throwing the cargo overboard. When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and left them in the sea. Then they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed toward the shore. But they hit a shawl and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship struck fast. While the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. Listen to this. We close now. Verse 42. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But but the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul. Somebody was in the midst of the tragedy that had favor on their life. And you're going through some things and you're going through some challenges. You got to know that favor is upon you and God is going to spare you. God is going to protect you. He's going to watch over you. And so here it is. They said, listen, the officers could not kill the other prisoners because they said we need to spare Paul. So he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make for land. The others held onto the planks of debris from the broken ship. Listen to this. So everyone escaped safely to shore. They didn't give up because Paul was standing with faith. Paul was standing on the word that had been given to him. And because one person's faith began to now touch and encourage 275 other people on this ship. That's how powerful your faith is. If you believe God, it can begin to influence other people to change their course and to help them to not to give up. Because Paul had to keep encouraging them because he said, listen, I need you all to get on the same page as me. Because you don't want to be around and carrying dead weight and carrying people that don't believe in the same capacity that you're believing in. you got to begin to encourage them and help build them up. So you know what? Because we're going to all live today. We ain't nobody dying. Nobody's going to lose faith. Nobody's going to lose hope. That's how you got to be about your family. We all going to serve the Lord. We all going to bless the name of Jesus. We all going to believe God. That's how we have to stand in order to not to give up. Because just as he shared in the beginning, he said this world and this time we're living in is crazy. And like never before, we need to know to never give up. Because everything around us has been trying to paint pictures to make you say, you know what, giving up, you should give up. It's easy. You should stop. You should give up. You, no. In this time, we got to believe God even the more. And just as this storm was tumultuous, a northeaster, it was horrible. 
God spared them. You're not even in a storm like that. It seems like it, but it's not as harsh. Just as he said, there's somebody else is worse off than you. And God yet will spare us, keep us, and protect us. Amen? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. I kept good with my time and we made it. I'm telling you, that was good. I thank God for the fellowship. I thank God for the praise and worship. I thank God for Minister David Townsend. I thank God for the faces that are in the building today. And we're just honored and grateful for the goodness of the Lord. And I'm telling you, my heart is glad. My spirit is rejoicing for all that God has proven and shown himself to do in this place today. Um, I'm just elated. Um, we've had an awesome three weeks. We opened this thing up with Pastor uh, Zilza Trotter, awesome word that he came with. Last week we had Pastor Priscilla Wilder, awesome word that she came with. And this has been an awesome time. And today we had Minister Eric David Townsend just minister to us and just allow us to worship. I'm preparing, hopefully later in the, a little bit later in the year, we're just going to have a night of worship and just bask in his presence. Just worship. We don't have to preach offerings, no nothing. You just come in and just worship God and just allow His Holy Spirit to minister to us. So we just don't believe God and trust God. So I'm grateful for today. Thank God for each and every one of you all. Um, let's prepare to dismiss. Minister Eric, anything you need to share? I appreciate you. God praise come on right in your home just lift your hands right in the building come on lift your hands as we tell God thank you for everything that our eyes have seen our ears have heard today God we thank you for your presence we thank you for your grace we thank you for the power of your anointing that God you will begin to release blessings upon your people as we leave this place that you will give us travel and mercy, God, to watch over us as we go to and fro today, Father. Allow your hedge of protection to surround us and encamp around about us, Father. That no hurt, harm, or danger shall come nigh our dwelling. Lead and guide us safely back home, God, without any car troubles, without any accidents, God. Keep us safely covered in your blood. I release, God, blessings throughout the course of this week. For those who are seeking employment, God, open up doors for opportunities for them, God. We call for promotions, increase, favor, God, to rest upon our lives. We release unexpected income, God, to be our portion on this week. And that, God, you shall supply our needs. And that, God, you will keep us healthy. You will keep us in our right mind, Father. And that you will strengthen us, God, for the things that you have before us on this coming week. And, God, we thank you. We praise you for everything that happened on today. And Lord, we leave here encouraged. We live here with our spirits uplifted to never give up. And God, we just leave out of here with praise on our lips and worship in our hearts. And we say thank you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. Amen. I appreciate you all. Have a great night. God bless you, Facebook and YouTube.